Hutchins Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Hutchins Podcast. I'm Raf and tonight I'm joined with Casper Birch. Hello. Josh Wise. Hello. Harry Jones. Hello, Russ. Will Zeman. Hi there. And Max Baldock. Hi there. For this episode, we are recording a live podcast inside St. Michael's Collegiate for the combined Hutchins and Collegiate Careers Expo. Tonight we'll be joined with some guests throughout the evening as well as some students who are attending this night. Hutchins Podcast. We're now joined with Edu Burroughs-Chang, a Hutchins old boy and a very successful man. Um, how are you, Eddie? Yeah, good, thanks, Will. Cheers, mate. Um, good to be here. Yeah, excellent. So would you like to um, give a bit of a brief background of what you've done since you've left school? Yeah, sure. Um, so my pathway, I went um, after school up to Bond University on the Gold Coast. Um, so I was lucky enough to get up um, there in 2014, started a double degree in business and law. I was up there for three and a half years, so three years, eight months. Um, so Bond did trimesters, so sort of did law and business combined throughout that entire time. Uh, and since then I graduated at, uh, sort of the back end of 2017, had three months living on the Gold Coast, which was nice, and then uh, made my move back down to Tassie, started living back down here at about December 2018, oh, sorry, de- December 2017, started legal prac through University of Tasmania um, at uh, down on the wharf near Mac 1, did my legal prac for six months and then went um, into practising um, law down here. So I'm at Dobson Mitchell Allport, been there for almost three years now, which has gone very quick. And so now I practise um, in what we refer to as our dispute resolution um, team, so um, court-based work, dispute-based work. Um, my areas are sort of more that commercial, civil dispute resolution stuff. So, yeah, I find myself in court pretty regularly, which is good. It's the kind of stuff that I like. So, yeah, no, it's, um, it's been a bit of a different path, but I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Sounds really good. And just tell us a bit more about Bond. I guess the uni life there is quite different to some other unis out there. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the highlights and what you think sets um, Bond apart from the others? Yeah, for sure. Uh, obviously hard because you don't go to another uni, so you sort of don't know the experience from another side, but I guess you hear about your mates who are going to other places and what, you know, how things differ. So probably the best way that I've heard Bond described is it, it's sort of like a high school but a university. So it's it, in a sense that there's a really supportive teaching group around you that probably watch over you a little bit more because it's a smaller uni. You're your lecturers, your tutors and all of that have smaller class sizes. So in a tute, you have a maximum of 10. So where in a tute at other unis, you can have 30 people in a tute. So it's just that, you know, sort of bit more of a personal connection. So that that sort of smaller class size definitely, I think, sets them apart um, and and that one-on-one contact that you can have with some of the best academics in the field. The other side of it, you know, beautiful campus, you know, based on the Gold Coast, I don't think you can complain about much about being up there, um, and especially, um, you know, the nice warm weather. So, and they have, you know, the really um, attractive part to me when I um, looked into my options in, in grade 12 was the ability to get through and get out the other side pretty quick. So, and start, you know, earning a wage. So, um, so once I, you know, had finished, I was like, oh, I'm only 21 or 22, you know, just turned 22 and I've got two degrees and I can start working. And that's, you know, two degrees at 22, you can go on to do a master's and you still be 25. And so that's pretty young and just means your career progression. You've just got those 
extra couple of years up your up your sleeve, which is I think is a really um, it, it probably doesn't make sense when you're younger. But like now I'm twenty, going on twenty six, I can see the benefit because I'm I'm you know sort of at the level that some other people who are a couple of years older than me are at, and I've just got there just that little bit quicker. So the benefit is being able to get through a little bit quicker as well. And I just found that uh, the way that I wanted to do my course was really good through Bond Uni because they allowed me to sort of tailor the course and do my subjects when I wanted to do them. So I didn't have to do law first, business second, or law and business together the whole way through. I could choose. So there was a period of time where I really was just like loving the law subjects a lot more than my business subjects. So I actually just completed my law degree and then I had a year worth of business subjects to do at the end. So I just basically that's what I felt for a year. I just wanted to do that. And the uni is really supportive with that and they just allow you to do it. So um, I thought that that aspect of it was really beneficial for me and it also means meant that I got better results, better outcome because I wasn't forced to do subjects that I wasn't really passionate about at the time. So, yeah, it was good. So what process did you go through to get to our Bond Uni? So uh, in about August of 2013, um, Mrs Malarski, who was our careers counsellor, um, she came up to me and she was like, oh, I think you should apply for Bond. I think it would be a really good fit for you. At the same time, I was looking into going into the Australian Defence Force Academy. So I'd been, and that process starts quite early because they have a lot of screening tests and things like that as well. So I'd, I'd applied for that process and then wanted to throw my hat in the ring as well for Bond. She mentioned that there was a collegiate scholarship that's given to Hutchins every year. So, you know, the, the fact that there's sort of one guaranteed it's like, well, you've got a pretty good chance, don't you? So you might as well throw your hat in the ring. Um, so I, I applied for that collegiate scholarship and then we had a school interview. So a lady flew down and uh, interviewed me at a school level um, and then she said, oh, look, and we've put your application forward into the vice-chancellor's group, which I was, you know, I I'd originally hadn't done because um, I was just looking at that collegiate scholarship and then she said, yep, we've elevated your application to that group. That then meant that I went into a, another set of interviews, um, which was like a Victoria-Tasmania interview process. And I was successful in that round, which then went into um, a week, uh, sorry, a weekend up in on, on the Gold Coast with about 40 other students from around Australia. Um, so that year, I think there was about 560 applicants. It was the 25th anniversary year. Um, so there was about, yeah, 560 applicants or something like that. 40 of us went up there on the weekend um, and there was a series of interviews and sort of challenges. They'd put you in a small room together and give you like pieces of paper and pens and stuff and say, you know, you've got to build like the longest thing that you can build with all of these things together and working in teams and I guess, and then they had a big interview and they're just trying to sort of get a gauge on the kind of person you are and whether you'd be a fit and, you know, sort of test your abilities and things like that. And I was lucky enough to be successful as one of the eight um, who got chosen to to be one of the vice chancellor's scholars. So that that was um, the sort of process for me going through to getting um, a spot to go up there. And yeah, basically once I once I got offered that, I just didn't didn't really look back. I sort of left the ad for stuff in the background, um, even though that was you know something I was really passionate about. I just thought that was an offer too good to you know to turn up. So yeah. And what advice would you give to students? Um, out there who might be a bit uncertain about what career path to go into. Yeah. I guess decision-making tools, yeah, what sure. advice do you have for everyone? Yeah, um, it's a pretty daunting time. Like it can sort of feel like for the first time in a long time you've got to make that first 
big decision about what's going to happen in your life. You know, nothing's set in stone. Like if you decide to go somewhere and you hate it, no one's forcing you to stay there. So I'd, I'd say, you know, follow your heart. You sort of know, I think, within yourself what you'd like to try. Don't be scared to go out and do something and just because, you know, some people may be thinking, oh, you know, that, that's not really the pathway I think you should take. I mean, it's your life. Have the confidence in yourself to to go out and, you know, have that experience. And if you don't, if you have a bad one, you know, at least you've tried. And that's the thing. Um, at the end of the day, um, I could have gone to Bond and absolutely hated it. And, but I could still have gone to the Defence Force after that, or I could have come back and gone to UTAS. And at the end, at rea- in the reality, you know, if I leave, I left Bond Uni, started working at 23, I'm going to work for the next 50 years of my life. You know, that's a long time. So if it's 45, who really cares? You know, that's still a long time that you can go into that. But in terms of deciding what you want to do um, and and like the courses that you want to study or the where you would want to go, definitely lean on people around you. So people who know you best, they're going to be your best sounding boards, especially when your mind is sort of a bit all over the place and you probably don't feel like you can make a clear decision. So parents, friends, um, grandparents, they're the kind of ones that you know, they know you best in a time where you're probably a little bit uncertain. They're the ones who are going to be able to give you that confidence to make that decision. Um, you've obviously got fantastic resources around you with the school ca- um, careers counsellors and things like that. They're, you know, they're in their job for a reason. Going to them is, you know, definitely something that I'd recommend, even if it's just for a chat to clear your mind, um, because it can make a huge difference to, you know, if I didn't go for that chat with Miss Nwarski, I wouldn't have gone to Bond. Like that's the as simple as that. So, and yeah, just don't be afraid to sort of take a chance on something because so many people that I know are doing things now that they would never have even thought about when they were in grade 12. So don't get too worried about making that choice as you leave because things will come up along the way that will take you on different pathways that will, you know, change what you're doing and your entire life will be a bit like that. So don't be sort of too stressed about that initial decision. It's just one, you know, it's just one step and you can always come back and then go another direction if you really need to. So um, I think there's people put a lot of pressure on it and there's a lot of time up your sleeve. So, yeah, don't get too worried about it all. Yeah, well, I think uh, that's really key stuff. Keep your options open. Use the support and the resources given to you. So thank you very much, Eddie, for uh, joining us today. Pleasure. Thanks very much for having me, guys. Excellent. Appreciate it. Hutchins Podcast. We are now very excited to be joined by Billy Blackett, a local business owner and founder of Affordable Tutoring Tasmania. Welcome, Billy. G'day, guys. How are you going? Great to be here. Hey, Billy. Uh, so you're obviously a Hutchins old boy leaving in 2019, if I'm correct. Yeah. So what have you been doing since you've left school? Yeah, look, um, I think, well, obviously 2020 was a big shock to us all, um, coming out of graduating at the end of 2019 there. And yeah, sort of spent that first six months taking a gap year, taking a bit of time off to sort of gather myself. And um, yeah, in that time, did a bit of tutoring here and there, helped out a few boys um, that were struggling with the whole online learning environment. And um, yeah, really enjoyed it, got a lot out of it. And a lot of the boys um, seemed to really, yeah, get a lot out of our work together. So sort of halfway through that year in July, just last year, it is. We started, well, I started Affordable Tutoring Tasmania to really try and um, capture, you know, a lot more students because at that time there were so many young people looking for that extra support and um, that's sort of where we came into foundation and that on the side of my um, university um, studies as well um, sort of kept me pretty busy since. Yeah, nice. You've obviously targeted a key issue and um, found a really good solution for it with your ATT. 
PT tutoring. So how are you finding your uni course degree and balancing it being a business owner? Yeah, for certain. It's definitely, um, it's a question I get quite a lot. Um, it's something that, um, you know, you've got to spend a lot of time. And I guess the key to really making sure you get the both in balance is um, good time management and making sure, you know, um, that you're on ball with, with all your studies. And um, I've had to cut back slightly with my studies and make um, ATT a real priority. Um, you know, it, it's definitely skyrocketed. So in the last sort of month and two months, um, we've almost doubled in size, which has been just fantastic. And um, obviously that has put quite a strain on the study side of things, but um, I guess that's part and parcel. And um, I guess when you're doing something that you love, um, which is me through the tutoring and through my own studies, um, it can feel like and your work is not so much work. And so when you get down and dirty with the with the uni work, the hard assignments and things, it's not so bad. What are your aspirations for ATT in the future? Would you like that to expand um, across Tasmania more? Yeah, look, I'd love to be able to obviously take on as many students as possible. Um, like I said before, there's that massive market there um, and a lot of young people really looking for that guidance. And I guess um, we've, you know, adopted a model, you know, empowering young people to go through and deliver the lessons. It's just been, um, yeah, it's been amazing the outcomes we've seen. So um, I guess, yeah, to continue growing and expand that in Tasmania. We've also continued um, our work into particularly into communities um, that need that additional support more than others. Um, there's, you know, um, huge disparities in education, um, the way that we educate our young people. Um, there's obviously a lot of students that do struggle with the, with the system and um, I guess that one-on-one work can make a real difference for them. So um, we've got programs up and running um, with SeaTac, which is the South East Tasmanian Aboriginal Corporation, um, working with some local Indigenous students down the Huon Valley. Um, we're also teeing up with the Migrant Resource Centre soon um, to really start to put together some programs for, um, you know, young refugees and migrants coming over with obvious barriers um, such as language um, and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, hugely exciting what's ahead of us and I guess to continue entering those sort of areas um, is definitely where my passion lies and where I can see the business going in the future. Yeah, that's great to hear. And for Hutchins or any students out here, especially in 11 and 12, um, who might like to consider doing a bit of tutoring, how can they get in touch with ATT for the application process? Yeah, look, um, we definitely highly encourage anyone from Hutchins, from Collegiate, from all sorts of schools um, coming through year 12 and, they, you know, you definitely know when you've got that passion um, for helping out young people, um, you know, working with, you know, younger siblings, working with classmates, helping them out. When you've got that knack and um, that feeling that you want to, you know, contribute to, you know, your local community in this way, um, you can you can just feel it. Um, and I guess if you've got that sort of feeling and you can see yourself um, having a good, uh, flexible job while you're at uni, um, I highly encourage you just to get in touch with me, even if it is a few questions, some bits and pieces that you want to know some more information about. Go through, jump on the website, it's affordable tutoring tasmania.com um, and otherwise um, you know the boys around especially the year 12 and the year 11 boys will know me personally so go through and ask some of the leaders around the school and they'll be able to pass you on yeah great well it seems like a affordable tutor in Tasmania is doing some great stuff around the state so thank you very much Billy for joining us today it's been a pleasure boys thank you cheers Hutchins podcast we're now joined here with Alistair now Alistair tell me a little bit about your exhibit yeah, we're here with the Australian Navy Cadets this evening, representing um, not just our own unit, TS Hobart, but Navy Cadets as a whole. Um, just trying to show that uh, as an avenue into the workforce, we can provide leadership opportunities, development opportunities uh, to help prepare uh, the young people around Hobart for, uh, for a career in, in whatever they want to do, be it maritime or defence or other. 
Yeah, great. I see you've got a few few people are younger younger years. Do you have much interest down here in Taz? Um, statewide, we've got about 130 cadets with the Navy cadets. Uh, Air Force and Army have um, greater numbers. Um, however, we seem to hold on to ours for a lot longer. So um, I'll put that out there. But no, we, we do all right. We've got, um, we're growing in Kingston. 12 months ago, I had six cadets. I've now got 22 in Kingston. And um, we're not looking at stopping yet. So, yeah, it's, it's going well. It's good to hear. And over here, we've got Seth James, who's a Hutchins student and part of the Navy exhibit. Um, how's your experience been being a part of the cadets? Uh, it's been pretty awesome. Um, from someone who's not too keen on the sea, I've had a pretty awesome time. Um, certainly, you know, better than I could have hoped of, to be honest. That's good to hear. Uh, I think that's everything, but thank you all for your time. Thank you. So I'm joined with Ben Marshall. Ben, what career path are you looking at in the future? Well, I'd like to go into some form of fabrication or engineering. I'm not really too certain on which yet, so I'm trying to keep my options as open as possible. Um, and coming here, I was kind of hoping that I would get a bit of insight into what it would be like for some industries, but so far I haven't got to that far around anywhere, so, you know. That's all right. The, uh, the night is, is early yet. You've got a few hours to enjoy everything. That being said, are there any exhibits you're really interested in tonight? Well, certainly the um, Taz TAFE, Taz Cell and the agriculture um, exhibits upstairs. Um, eventually I'd like to get up and have a talk to the people there. I'd like to see what they have to say about everything because at the moment I am looking or keen on seeing apprenticeship pathways and anything in that field. So, you know, just like I said, trying to keep my options open and have a talk to people, see what happens. And uh, just one last thing. Do you think there's any benefit to having the Careers Expo combined between Hutchins and collegiate students? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think... If you know, you can't really say that only Hutchins boys, because you come to collegiate, and it's the same with the schools here that you, they get taught cooking and textiles. At Hutchins, we get woodwork and metalwork, and so if you just had things like that at Hutchins, then we'd get jobs that are tailored mainly for like you know mainstream boys' jobs. So like having them mixed together, you get a much vaster variety of jobs, and I think that's good for both parties. Definitely. Thanks for your time. We're now joined with George Pelham. Now, George, has tonight helped you decide what career path you would like to take when you leave school? Oh, definitely. I think the, especially the UTAS, because you could look through the course and the requisites, and it's definitely helped me, especially when picking what subjects to do next year. I think it's got, sort of guided me in the right direction. I'm still not 100% sure, but I think it's helped guide me to pick subjects, so I think I know what subjects. Yeah, great. Great to hear. What is it? What career pathway are you looking at in the future? Hopefully something to do with maths, maybe. So I'm thinking like sound engineer is like kind of where I'm heading at, but maybe like engineering or in general maybe is where I'm sort of going. And that would be here at UTAS or, or interstate? Well, UTAS would be ideal because I live here and everything's here, but I would, wouldn't be, like I'd be happy to go interstate if there were like better opportunities there. Yeah, cool. What else have you taken from being here tonight? Well, it's just a good look around to see, especially with the specialists, so you could go around and talk to people that have done the job and have been around, like, the industry. It's really helped. Yeah, nice. Do you like having the Careers Expo combined with Hutchins and Collegiate? Uh, yeah, well, it's good, I think, because you can get, when it's dub double school, you can get more people to come and you can have more events with more, more specialists and more careers people to show up, so I think. Yeah, cool. Just looking around the exhibits you've, you've been able to see, what's been your favourite tonight? Um, well, I did like the VET one because they had the competitions going. Hopefully I, I got top three. But, yes. 
Fingers crossed. Can you tell us a little bit more about them? Competitions? Yeah, so they have like big jars and if you get the right one, you can get um, treats for your dogs and special uh, cleaning, what are they called, toothbrushes. So hopefully, because I don't really brush my dog's teeth, my vet would be very disappointed to hear that. But hopefully I could start soon. Yeah, it looks like you're giving people other careers with, uh, with your dog's, dog's teeth brushing. Great to hear. Well, um, thanks for your time, George. It's been wonderful. Enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you, Max. I appreciate it. We are now joined with Izzy Newman. So, Izzy, uh, what career pathway are you looking at in the future? Um, tonight I'm looking at the hospitality industry. Very nice. Do you like having the Careers Expo combined with Hutchins and Collegiate? Um, I think it's good, yeah. Um, you get to have a look at a bit of everything. I definitely feel like there's a lot more tonight because we have collaborated together. So, yeah. Good to hear. Are there any exhibits you're looking forward to seeing tonight? Um, definitely maybe Bond University. I'm looking forward to going and seeing that one, yeah. Great. Thanks, Izzy. We're now joined with Oliver. Now, Oliver, has tonight helped you decide what career path you would like to take when you leave school? Um, it's definitely helped. I mean, I was pretty solid on doing teaching, but it's definitely, you know, kind of solidified that for me. It's really, really uh, opened my eyes to it a bit more, yeah? Yeah, great. So, yeah, teaching was the, the career pathway you're looking at in the future. Was there any sort of specialisation around that? Oh, look, I'm all looking to become maybe drama, maths or English... You know, I'm not really as much into the history and such and science, but, I mean, I'm open to anything. Yeah, of course. Cool. And um, is there anything special you've taken from here tonight? Not particularly, but um, I know it's all been pretty general, all of the information, nothing really specific, but it's been good. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Do you like having the Careers Expo combined with Hutchins and Collegiate? Yeah, definitely, because, I mean... You get to meet probably other collegiate girls who you know who are doing similar professions or looking at similar professions. That's probably pretty useful if you're going into uni and you'd know somebody who's doing something similar, so that'd be good too. Yeah, cool. What has been your favourite exhibitor tonight? Well, the main one I went to was Utah's. That was pretty good. They had all the course booklets out and was they were happy to tell you about all the bachelors and masters and stuff they were doing, so that was good. Thanks for your time, Oliver. Thank you very much. So we are now joined with Ruben. And Ruben, uh, has tonight helped you decide what career path you would like to take when you leave school? Possibly, just, I'm thinking, got a little time to think, but kind of. Yeah, cool. And um, what career pathway are you looking at in the future? Technologies, which be a good thing I'm looking into. Yeah, is there any specific uh, area that you're interested in? I do enjoy games, which would be interesting. I'm thinking game development sounds interesting. Yeah, nice. Do you like having the Careers Expo combined with Hutchins and Collegian? Yeah, I think it's a useful bit of resources. It's Instead of having it separate, it puts less waste and it's all one place instead of having two separate ones. Makes it better. Great, thanks. What has been your favourite exhibit here tonight? Um, I like the Technologies one with Mr Moore. That was good. The VR. Great. Well, thanks, Ruben. Thank you for your time. Hutchins Podcast. We are joined with the two powerhouse heads from Hutchins and Collegiate, Harry Jones and Olivia Viney. Welcome to the studio, guys. How are you? Very well, Will. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm excellent. Thanks. So we'll jump straight into the questions. First of all, how would you say this night of the combined Hutchins and Collegiate Career Expo are going? It's a great night, Will. Lots of people here. The vibe, it's energetic out here. Lots of exhibitors quite a diverse group. We've got um, all the way from a tutoring business, the Windward Bounds here, universities as well. So it's great to have everyone here. 
yeah, huge success. Lots of um, interesting stuff to learn and uh, plan for your future. Yeah, I completely agree with what you said, Harry. Um, I remember a few years ago we had a careers expo and it was tiny, just in Linmore Hall, so it's amazing that we've been able to expand out and have so many people here. It's really good. Yeah, great. So cracking along with the questions, what do you see yourself doing in the future and has this career impacted, this career expo impacted your thoughts? I think it'll be uh, a double degree of law and psychological sciences, but um, I haven't actually had much time to look around the Careers Expo yet, so uh, we'll see if anything changes from tonight. Yeah, nice. Busy, Raul. What about you, Harry? Did I hear... It was law or commerce or something on the books? Yeah, so similar to Liv, uh, quite interested in law and I'd like a combined degree as well, hopefully in the commerce or economics area. Um, and looking at a few different states, I've pondered Melbourne, Sydney, Queensland and it'd be great to stay here in Tassie as well. So keeping my options open, but, yeah, looking forward to what the future ahead looks like. Yeah, awesome. The... Um just thinking about it, you know, there's so many different options and opportunities out there and uh, you just got to find what's right for you. And I think this night's an excellent time to be doing that and to be able to have that opportunity to find what fits for you. So is there any um, thing you'd like to say to anyone out there looking to find what they're wanting to do when they leave school and plan for their future. Yeah, I think it's really important when thinking about your career. You want to do what you really enjoy. Like I've thought about it a fair bit and you really want a job where you're excited to go to work every day. Um, I think that's the ideal career, one thing where um, you roll out of bed over morning um, and just really looking forward to the day's work and that enjoyment from your work, um, I guess, is a key decision maker. Um, And so, yeah, for everyone out there listening, I think, yeah, really think about what you enjoy, what your strengths are. So, yeah, that's my bit of advice. Key wisdom there. What about you, Olivia? Have you got any um, key words of wisdom? Yeah, I completely agree. I think, like, passion is really important, so something that you want to do, something that you look forward to, and just keeping options open, making sure that um, just what happens happens and have a lot of fun. So, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well, some very important stuff uh, and key words of wisdom here tonight. Thank you so much for joining us, Harry and Olivia. And we uh, look forward to hearing from you next time. Thank you very much. Thanks, Will. Hutchins Podcast. We're now joined with Connie DeGolis, who is the CEO of Mental Health Council Tasmania. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for asking. Connie, tell us um, just a bit about your role with the Mental Health Council of Tasmania. Yeah, sure. So we're an organisation that um, works with the government and that's state and federal government and we effectively, I guess, help them understand what the problems are with the mental health system, with services. We make sure that we're out there finding out where the problems are and we, we really take that back to government and then help them work out ways to be able to fix the system. So what led you to become CEO of Mental Health Council of Tasmania? Wow, that's a good question. So... I went back to uni quite late um, because I got involved in health and I was working, I was actually working more in chronic disease prevention. So I was working with Stroke Foundation and running their office here in Tassie. And I decided I needed to do something different. I'd gone back to university and done some work around public health and health industry management. And I actually can remember saying that 
if I was going to move on to anything else, I wanted it to either be dementia and Alzheimer's or perhaps mental health. And I was lucky enough for this job to come up. So I've been doing this now for six years. Yeah, great. So what is the government doing to assist with mental health in Tasmania? So there's quite a lot that the state government's doing. So the state government actually looks after all of our hospitals and everything that we say is our public mental health system. So that's for people who have a diagnosed mental illness. And then there's a range of community supports that they also fund. And that's for people who want to be living at home but may need some day-to-day supports or some help with getting employment. There's various things there that may help. But what's really interesting at the moment with what our state government is looking to um, support is actually a really big prevention program. So it's quite exciting. We're going to have some work happening in Tassie that isn't happening anywhere else in Australia and that's where our government has said we actually want to teach everybody what mental health, good mental health looks like and how to recognise what to do if it changes and where those supports are. And it's the really basic building blocks that nobody's actually looked at before. So what we're going to be doing here is actually it's new and it's going to take, you know, a while for us to get it to get it happening, but it is something that's really exciting because we can say it's an Australian first. What we're hoping that we'll do over time is we'll be able to demonstrate that that's actually preventing people from becoming unwell. And then governments get very excited when they think that we're actually keeping people out of hospital. Ideally, that is what it's actually going to do but it is also what we refer to as a whole of population approach. So this is something that targets absolutely everybody. What resources are available to assist in mental health? We could start with web. So there's a whole lot of things on the internet. There are different um, resources and supports and forums that you can have a look look at and learn a whole lot of things yourself as long as you're really comfortable with trawling through where it is and and what it can actually offer. There are phone numbers. So um, there are various numbers like, you know, Kids Helpline, Lifeline, Beyond Blue. So there are phone numbers that people can actually call. So that's really great if you're wanting to talk to somebody and you're not necessarily sure who's going to be able to help you or it's not that you feel that you need to know the person who you're actually talking to. Then you've got face-to-face supports. So a lot of those aren't necessarily walk-in. You might need to go to your GP first or work out how you can actually get into those services. But there are lots of ways to actually be able to talk to people face-to-face. And then you've also got the new one, which is um, new out of COVID, which is telehealth. So we now also have the online, you know, Zoom or phone services to people so that it they don't actually have to go into the services themselves if they don't want to or they're not able to. That's been really exciting for people who live in rural areas so that they can actually get those supports more easily now. So would you say those support networks are accessible enough for the Tasmanians in need? Well, they can't be because we've still got people who are saying that they can't access the supports that they need. So we can't say that they've actually covered that off and that's working really well. We did some work recently and we've released a youth report, so the the impacts of COVID on young people. What was really interesting with that that was different to older people was young people said we actually don't want 
telehealth. We don't want phone and internet. We actually want to have face-to-face and we want to be able to get those supports back on track as soon as we can because everything changed through lockdown. So the other thing that's really important is for us to understand what the needs are for people but also what their choices are. And then that helps us understand how we might be able to accommodate that. And the biggest thing, I guess, at the moment is we're seeing an increase across the board for every kind of level of support from any age group, a lot from young people as well. And so we're now trying to work out how we can meet that demand and actually make it sustainable. How did COVID affect you guys as the Council for Mental Health of Tasmania? Um, Our work doubled. Yeah. (laughs) We immediately worked very, very long hours. I think on average I would have been probably spending about five hours a day just on phone calls. So a, a lot of it was around government say contacting us and saying what's happening what do we need to know what do we need to worry about there was a very genuine concern from people in the industry as well as from government that we might actually see an increase in people's mental illness because of what was actually happening. We didn't really see that. Um, What we did see was people who, so rather than people who had a mental illness becoming more unwell, we saw more people, and we are still seeing that, more people who didn't have a history of mental illness who are now starting to develop mental health concerns because this has been going on for a long time and there there are certain situations for them which has increased and I guess deteriorated would be a better way to put it, their mental health. What else did we see? Um, Oh, we collected data. So we really quickly decided that we needed to set benchmarks. We needed to know what was happening. So we worked out ways to start measuring what the impact was on people who are in services, on the services that are providing the supports because we needed to know if They didn't have enough staff or enough hours to be able to do it. We talked to government about the fact that they had to change the way they supported, the the way they delivered the services because they could now no longer do face-to-face while we had lockdown restrictions. So we were able to get money moving into those organisations so that they bought iPads and data packs and laptops and they worked out ways to stay connected with their clients. And then we were also looking at how we could measure the impact across the population. So how we could see how many people who hadn't experienced mental ill health were now presenting at GPs, at services, and saying that they needed help, that they had concerns, and how we're now actually building the responses to those concerns. Well, thanks, Connie, for joining us tonight. And You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Hutchins Podcast. So we're now joined with Molly and Becky from Collegiate. So thanks for joining us, guys. No worries. No problem. So what was your role in tonight? Um, Well, we were both the COVID marshals, so doing a bit of walking around with our QR codes, making sure everyone's checked in because it's very important. And um, we wore high-vis vests, so, like, we were, like, pretty stared out of the night. I did say that. Important. (laughs) No, but, yeah, um, while we were doing that, got to do a bit of walking around and grab few freebies so that was fun as well (laughs) (laughs) always good to get a few of those Mm -hmm. what was the highlight of your night oh mine was um talking to the police guy uh he really persuaded me to pursue my police career Uh so yeah (laughs) you see me out on the streets like running down to you because you're like speeding you know yeah Yeah. (laughs) that'll be me yeah (laughs) lovely 
you know what, this sounds a bit ironic, but actually finding about, out about the Hutchins podcast is pretty hey. Um Never been on a podcast before, so this is a first for me, but I love listening to one, you know, going on a walk or anything. So this yeah. will be added to my list now. Definitely download a few episodes, have a listen. So that was pretty exciting. That's great. <laughs> so what have you gained from tonight? Have you found it? Anything new? Found out that I could be a tutor after school if I wanted to. <laughs> so that was pretty interesting, you know. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Did, did you guys find that tonight has really helped you gain what you didn't know about your potential future? Honestly, yeah. There's, like, so many options out there you don't even know about. Like, I don't know, I want to be a dentist. You know, they've got dentists upstairs, talk to them. You know, lots of pathways you yeah. can go down and this really opens your eyes to what really is available. So that was pretty good and gets to talk to people about that. So, yeah. Yeah, Heike just made me more confused about what I want to do now because yeah. there's so many things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. Did you guys like that it was a Hutchins collegiate combined sort of night? Hey, you know, I love a bit of like a combo moment. So it was pretty good. Like, <laughs> and again, the podcast would have never found out about that unless it was, you know, this collaboration we had. Yeah, I think teamwork's always making the dream work, you know. <laughs> and yeah, I love this little like fusion of our schools. I think, you know, that's just always a bit of a symbiotic relationship there, you know, <laughs> beneficial all around. Would you guys, um, if, if you were to go to uni or if you're going to move out of state, will you move out of state? Um, honestly, I went to the two Melbourne uni little presentations and they actually really inspired me because Melbourne just seems like has great nightlife, everything, <laughs> you know, and that's important, you know, yeah, every yeah. uni student get through all the stresses of school. So yeah. like really opened my mind up to that and I'm, honestly not opposed to anything. But, you know, mm. Utah's also sounds great, you know, yeah. Like yeah. the safe option, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely still considering Utah's. Uh, Melbourne, though, might fly over there to see Molly. You never know. But, um, yeah, Utah's, you can stay with your parents for a little bit longer. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> that'll be good. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank no you. Hutchins Podcast. Hutchins Podcast. We're now joined with Henry Lang. So how have you found tonight? Thank you for having me on. It's been a really informative night. There's a lot of range in past school study. Yeah. From unis to, you know, TAFE and then also internships. It's been a few um, agricultural work. Mm. Mm. All those different areas. Yeah. Mm. So has tonight helped you decide what you want to take on when you leave school? It has actually. I just uh, attended a you say seminar for the Australian National University mm. and the lady presenting it was very informative and she helped me learn more about the university, which is really good. I know you do the magazine committee, which I'm also a part of. Would you say that journalism maybe is a career possibly in the future? I would actually not. No. I would not say. I do enjoy working on the magazine. I have worked, I've enjoyed working on, yeah, on yeah. it. I am keen for this term's edition to come out. <laughs> yes. So far we've hit the ground running pretty well. But no, I can't see myself being a journalist, despite I have enjoyed creating the last term's magazine. Very interesting. Thank you. Yeah, and in my case, I just uh, attended a, or just had a look at the Utah's Psychology um, little exhibit. This guy had majored in clinical psychology, had some cool little diagrams up 
different puzzles and stuff. Seem like just just really cool brain teasers. And um, I'm doing psychology this year as a task three subject. Yeah, I've been really interested. There's definitely a lot of content that they can't cover in one year. Mm. We just race through it. In the end, it, it seems like it's a really uh, really cool area of study that I'd love to just as a, a as a person know more about how a brain works, how people behave. It's pretty cool. What have you taken out of tonight? Well, I have uh, spoken to a range of different people from different universities, but I did come in today still, I mean, pretty keen on going to ANU and the conference or the seminar I attended really did kind of solidify my goal of going to that university. Despite that, I have, as I said, spoken to a range of other universities and they are also have been very informative as backups, you could say. Yeah, it's allowed me to really grasp the full breadth of options that mm. there are, even in just one night. Like there are there are options I hadn't considered or heard of before, just because most of the stuff I do is either word of mouth, but this um, just puts everything out there. Even if I have, like you said, and with you, it solidifies mm. your mm. option. At least there are um, options to compare and sort of really reaffirm your belief in where you want to go and what you want to do. I guess in general what I've taken from tonight is that there are so many things I can do and I don't have to just pick one tonight. Like there wouldn't be that many options if uh, if I just had to pick one. And there's certainly so many opportunities. I mean, that's this year's theme. Mm. We could just, you know, might look at one now and keep that in our mind later down the line, 20 years, 30 years, and suddenly re-enter a new f- field of study. It's, um, yeah, I think it's really interesting. Mm. Mm. So do you enjoy having expo nights with collegiate and what do you like about it? Well, what I think is very um, beneficial about being kind of a joint night with Hutchins and collegiate is that I guess you could say it's enticed a lot more universities and people to come down. Mm. So if it was just at Hutchins or just for collegiate, we, we could say we probably would not have as many businesses, universities, internships, you know, those kind of programs here. But I think it's very beneficial to see and to have the amount of resources that have come here tonight. And just to see, I mean, even in some of the seminars that I've been in, there's so many Hutchins and collegiate people there that I can somehow think that maybe if I do go to, say, ANU, then I will have so many people there, which I do already know. Yeah, I mean, they've just pulled out the stops for this event. Mm. There are so many organisations and I do think, again, and I in some of the interviews I've been doing with Roaming Microphone and that, to know people and know that they're considering the same choice. I mean, you could even confer with them mm. in the future what, what you want to do and maybe meet up with them later down the line. But, um, yeah, it's it's good to have them combined. It also allows um, for, you know, Hutchins students and collegiate students to sort of consider career paths they might not conventionally be within their audience or within their audience. Like we could have, you know, some guys who just discover things that they might be really interested in that just aren't offered at Hutchins because, mm. you know, just a boy's school will have mainstream thi- mainstream things that might not be offered. And, of course, we have co-op subjects, but I think this just allows people to have a wider view of their opportunities and more people will come because there's more students. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. So I've heard that tonight we have a large group of businesses and universities. Would you say that this has been really beneficial for you having this large amount of organisations here tonight? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, the universities, they're a pathway to the career that you want to, you know, pursue. And just to have these organisations here such as, you know, um, was Tassau here? Yeah, they were. Yeah. So seeing them here, it's, it, um, it shows that, 
you can go and talk to them and you can say, oh, yeah, how can I get to working with you? Mm. You know, and then you can go go look at a university seminar, see what you can do to get to, say, TASAO yeah. or one mm. of the other organisations. So um, it's allowed you to see where you can be in the future. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. Mm. It's um yeah it's very interesting and like you don't have to always go into higher study straight away. I, I've been really interested in um affordable tutoring tabs, mm. and I mean I, I've always loved sort of teaching and sharing with people. And if I can have a sort of career even while I'm studying maybe a UTAS, mm. it just offers more options and not sort of solidifying into this one pathway that you will take. It's it's a careers expo. We'll have higher study. We'll have businesses you could become involved in, and maybe. You know, you go on to study and then become involved with that business. It just allows you to consider the further steps in your career as it as it moves forward. Yeah. Just uh, just with that, I did um, see Reed Fruits had a stall mm. up um, up in the If Lab, and just touching on, I mean, career work. I did actually um, do casual work with them over last summer with quite a few people, and it is good to see that there are people here which can help you where you can actually go and um, work for a bit but not yeah. fully commit to a career with mm. them. And who has you been your favourite exhibitor here tonight? Well, I know that uh, TAFE has been giving out some lollies. Mm. I took some <laughs> from them. Yeah. Uh, the But, again, I'd, Bond University was very interesting, very informative, but, again, I'd have to give it to the Australian National University for their informative session. Yeah, and, I mean... I haven't been able to look at too much and I definitely will have more to say as the night progresses. Look, if there's a jelly bean counting contest Mm. on a a desk, then, you know, you're immediately engaged and affordable tutoring Taz has done that. Absolutely. So, um, Mm. you know, they managed to get my email address and and my phone number. So if if I'm added to some sort of newsletter that I didn't know about, well, congrats to them for their marketing campaigns. (laughs) But um, they've been pretty cool. I know these guys because most of them are old boys, at least the ones that were here tonight. Yeah, I think that's just sort of a tangible possible career, definitely in my current, you know, next, you know, five years as I'm thinking of becoming a, a student at a university, but also considering other career pathways. Great. So on the topic of universities, do you two have any idea as to what university you'd like to go to? I think I've made it pretty clear that I yeah. am. <laughs> <laughs> ANU is the way to go. Inter- interesting. <laughs> ANU, that is, uh, yes, my way to go. Mm. I am pretty interested in studying international relations, mm. in, uh, international security studies. Wow. So the kind of diplomacy work, high government work, being an ambassador for Australia, pretty keen on. Studying with them. Wow. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, I did TAS three Chinese. That's also a, an interesting. Mm. I've, mm. I've sort of forgotten the Chinese for international relations, but I learnt it yes. because I was actually really interested in the time. But I've got so many opportunities; it's a bit hard to think about them. Yeah. But the first and foremost I've got is um, performing arts. Mm. And while I haven't seen too much here tonight, I do know that there are universities that do offer here at least, and I could ask about ask them about it, but. I don't think Griffith or Whopper or VCA or NIDA are here. Probably there aren't enough <laughs> students. But I would really like to go into a musical theatre course or just an acting course because I have the opportunity to. Don't think it'd be crazy not to give it a shot. Yeah, definitely. But um, going on from there, like psychology, Utah psychology or even interstate and use something like that, mm. there are so many choices. It's almost, you know, mind-numbing that I have to make that decision. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is that, these are to guide you, not to force you to make a decision. The people here will be definitely be like, hey, you want to come? Come on, let's go, let's go, and really sort of drive you. But they're here to help you, not 
confuse like, you. Yeah, yeah. And, and take you and sort of say, this is what you're doing because I've convinced you. Mm. Um, yeah. And just, you know, sort of being a little reserved, knowing I've already got some decisions made, it's been good to sort of take a step back and realise they're all trying to help me and I can find something interesting about them. Well, thanks for joining us, Henry and Max. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Hutchins Podcast. So how has the night been for all of us? Um, yeah, well, I, I've enjoyed it so far. I found the sort of the sense of community, like everyone's there and they are looking for their way forward for, you know, foreseeable the next decade or even their entire careers. And um, I've just found it really interesting that, you know, everyone here is to is trying to help you. Yeah. And I found the talks really interesting. I've enjoyed the food. Yeah, just in general, this has been a, a really good time. I, I don't know how you guys think, but I've just been really taking it all in and, and leaving hopefully just more informed. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a phenomenal night. And I feel a big sense of excitement, just everyone thinking about their future careers. It's quite an exciting time. So it's been great to witness that throughout the night. It's been good because all most of us have been in the studio for quite a while or throughout the whole night. And we've really been able to witness and talk to old boys who are here giving presentations and current boys who are looking for their future career and how they felt. So it's really good to see that people have really felt that they have found or have seen in the future of what their career could potentially be. Mm. And what I've um, seen so far just looking out the windows um, is that it's quite a warm vibe outside mm. and it's it's comfortable to talk about your future and make decisions. Yeah. I found when we were going around on the roaming microphone, it was very good to see that everyone was, like, talking to someone. Yeah. There wasn't anyone looking awkward because mm. everyone's up for it. Yeah. I, I found um, some of the talks, especially... Um, Connie, who's the CEO of Mental Health Council Tasmania, just being the well-being prefect or the co-chair of the well-being committee, I, I found, you know, even though that wasn't necessarily career, um, well-being is a core part of, of life. And yeah. that's, that's important as well when going forward and, and choosing a career. And I just, I really um, found the words impactful. Yeah, they were good. Yeah. I think there's been a really good balance with the theme being uh, the art of being present. Mm. I think that balances really well between career and then also it's great to see well-being um, coming and being really prominent in the careers domain. It's, yeah, I agree actually, and it's been great having Connie on talking to us as well. So we've been able to hear the balance of you know the mental health aspect of potentially moving to interstate or wherever you may be in the future and your career combining with your mental health. And the IF Lab as well here at Collegiate, it's an amazing facility mm. um, and the setup has been quite incredible. I've been, yeah. I've lost, been lost a few times because there's um, so many different exhibitors mm. um, and it's a bit of a maze yeah. Uh, here, but, yeah, I've loved it. And um, I'm, I'm really impressed how they've managed to set up this event. Just in general, it's a really enjoyable event. I'm glad I came. Um, both in the podcast element and deciding my future career. It's been a great night. I'm really glad that we've been able to express everybody's feelings on their careers through the podcast. So I'm really glad that we've had a great night. Thank you for listening to the Combined Hutchins and Collegiate Careers Expo. We hope that you have enjoyed the the evening. And if you'd like to listen to more of our podcasts, please go to hutchins.taz.edu.au forward slash podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 See ya. Hutchins Podcast.